Hi, I'm Sabrina Pedrofessa. And I'm Lily Rugo. And this is Earth's Mightiest Fangirls. And today we are talking about the old guard. The latest, I don't, I, the latest big Netflix movie, I think, yes. that just came out. Yeah, so it came out yeah. on July 10th. Mm-hmm. Um, and who was it directed by Lily? Because I don't remember her name. Gina Prince Bythewood. Okay. Um, it's also starring Charlize Theron, who I'm in love with. <laughs> <laughs> Especially in this she, movie, because she could murder me, and I'd say thank you. She's great. Um, like, literally. This movie, I love, I love, I love, I love, and I'm so excited to talk about it. It is, like, a mortal assassin found family. Mm-hmm. And what, I, what, I don't even, like, the culmination <laughs> of tropes here just makes me so happy. I would, I think that's a good way to put it. Um, I will also go into the writing credits, because... Um, Greg Rucka, Rucka wrote the screenplay. He's also um, the one, this whole thing is based on the graphic novel series by the same person, and the graphic novels are illustrated by Leandro Fernandez. And I thought that this made sense when I found out it was by, this was based on a graphic novel series because a lot of the story and the characters and the way that the plot unfolded, I was thought it was interesting that they chose a movie instead of a series format. Yeah, but I feel like but it, it makes works sense. as a movie. Mm. Also, you're not going to get Charlize Theron in a, in a series. TV show. Even a Netflix one. I, I think there are a few actors out there who still just aren't going to do the, the series thing. Mm. And Charlize Theron is one of them. Yeah. Like, and I don't think that's I as much of a thing of like, oh, I'm too good for series. I think it's a... I think it's a different kind of acting and a different kind of career move to go into a series versus movies. So, I can see that. Yeah. And, like, I know Topher Grace, who was on that 70s show, he played Eric. I think uh, he's gone on record to say that he'll never do a TV show again. Yeah. I, bro, he was on that 70s show forever. That's exhausting. Yeah. So, um, yeah. It truly is, like, a culmination of amazing tropes. I I just really (laughs) like the tropes happening here. Like, found Mm. family is one of my favorite tropes. I'm saying that too much. But, like, it is one of my favorites. (laughs) Um... And I love the idea that they're immortal, and I just love the assassin bit, too. But, like, they're assassins, mm-hmm. but they're good assassins. And as, like, Nikki put it, he said, like, um, we just fight for what we think is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love that about these characters, is that they go off and fight for what they think is right. So, mm-hmm. basically, though, the movie is about <laughs> these immortals have basically been exposed like someone has figured out they are immortal and Mm -hmm. um they are trying to get them but the immortals are like Mm -hmm. "Uh uh-uh hell nah (laughs) we are gonna come after you instead yeah and as they're like on that mission they figure out that a new immortal has emerged i guess is the word you would use Mm -hmm. um and they have to find her and so then they also bring her in and then they have to um, all together, you know, stop the one hunting the guy from, uh, exposing them basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We practice this. <laughs> so I will do a quick rundown of the cast. Yes. Um, we did just for like 10 minutes, try to figure out people's names. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm going to get so many of these names wrong. Anyways, here we go. So leader of the group, Andy played by Charlize Theron. The new recruit is Niall played by Kiki Lane. Booker is played by Matthias Shainartz. 
Shaynerts. Joe is Marwan Kenzari. Nikki is Luca Maranelli. Uh, the antagonist, the bad guy, Copley, is played by uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor. Merrick is played by Harry Melling. Who is Dudley? Which is why I didn't realize I recognized him. I like, but I honestly, every time I see face. him in something, I text Elise and I'm like, Dudley is in this thing. <laughs> and she just never really responds, but I just feel the need to tell her because I never <laughs> see him like out in the wild. So then when I do, I'm like, what? It's Dudley Watch. Um, and this is the second thing I've seen him in during quarantine. The first thing was oh. the, um, um, his Dark Materials series that came out. And I was oh. like, what are you doing here? He's like a random... He's been playing bad guys, apparently. Huh. Yes. He's also lost some weight, so good for him. Yeah. So I, I remember I texted her, and she was like, my dad told me to watch that movie. And I was like, you should not watch this movie. You're not going to like it. I think... So, not, not nothing to take away from your joy. I liked it. I don't think I loved it as much as Sabrina. My roommates that I watched it with straight up did not like this movie. No! <laughs> so I think... I think Elise is very much like my roommates in that don't watch this movie. Like oh, no, Elise, but Elise doesn't like comic book movies. Movie. She doesn't really like action yeah. movies. So like, she, why would she watch this? One thing, and I, my, my roommate did bring up of like, why'd you guys pick this one? I think, I think that's a good answer for a question for us to answer is why, why we fit thought this one fit into our domain. Okay. So first of all, <laughs> it is a comic book film. It is based off of comics. Which I know now. Yeah. I did not when I started the movie yesterday. Second of all, I just think, I think it's like a, a, a super nerdy fangirly thing. Like, I don't know. Maybe because I, you know, reacted so well to it that I just wanted to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But like, I feel like it fits into like sci-fi elements, fantasy mm-hmm. elements that fit with like fangirly stuff. Mm-hmm. Because like I wouldn't just like watch a movie and be like I loved that we should wa- like we should talk about you know yeah. like I wouldn't just do that like or else we would be talking about like Booksmart or something like that but that <laughs> literally fit everything yeah our like thing but I thought mm-hmm. this fit because it is kind of comic booky I'd agree with that I think that the supernatural elements of immortality and the fantasy elements of like superhero like badasses through time fits our our jurisdiction um even though yeah they're not flying around in capes and costumes it's still it's more like um they're still kind of vigilantes yes that's the word they're definitely in the vigilante side yeah so i feel like Mm -hmm. it does fit yeah which which roommate said that (laughs) i'm not gonna out them i'll tell you when we're done (laughs) how dare they I'm sorry. I love this movie. Like, and my brother today, I asked him, like, how, if he saw it, he was like, yeah, it was okay. How? <laughs> I, again, I know my, my issues with it. Um, and I think it was mostly that I had issues with its pacing, I think. I thought that the exposition took a little while to get to. Oh my god, Sabrina's faces. If you guys know the theater masks, that's kind of what she looks like right now. <laughs> She's really mad. <laughs> this might be the one of the first hotly pro-con contested episodes we've done. Because normally we're on the same page. We are! Normally! I thought you were going to like this. <laughs> it's not that I did like it. And I watched the whole thing. And if there's a sequel or a se- like more of this, I will continue to watch. I was definitely interested. But I was not hyped for it, you know? Okay. <laughs> because, like, for me... 
it's usually really hard for me to like watch something and give it my full attention without like, I don't know, playing a game on my phone or reading Mm. some fan fiction. Mm -hmm. But for me, like I sat down and I watched it. Like I did not open my computer. (laughs) I did not check my phone. I just like watched. Yeah. 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 So like for me, I'm, I'm like, that's, I don't know. That's shocking because for the first time in a while, it was like something that actually captured my whole attention. I can see that because it's, again, it's nothing. I'm not saying this movie is bad. I don't think things about it were done badly. I thought like the directing was really cool. And I, the, um, what was it? The fight choreography is my favorite part of this movie. I thought they had such good fight scenes. Yes. And Charlize Theron has to do her own stunts. Like, I'm not saying she's like at least her own fight choreography. And my, one of my, when we were watching it, uh, someone looked it up. She does. She injured herself on this movie actually, because she was doing her own stunts. I think she's she's you know, done her own stunts often, like Atomic Blonde. Right. Mm-hmm. I think Mad. I was Max. gonna say she's done so many action movies. She has to do her own fight choreography. Yeah. Her own stunts, and she looks great. Like you can tell, she spent her career doing this stuff. Yeah. Um, I love her. But for me, I think knowing not knowing it was based off other source material kind of swayed my view, because I there was so much of the the tropes of it that I was like, this isn't new information why do i feel like because i thought it was like brand new movie never like never been done before type situation but like i know my way around a good immortal story i get i get a lot of the the recurring themes and so that's what came up a little dry Mm. for me when i was watching it but knowing that it's based off something else i was like oh okay this is an an adaptation and it was a very good one okay like i liked it a lot so I recently read Midnight Sun. You finished. I did. Nice. And um, my big beef was that, why did Edward stop killing predators? Because, like, that's the most attractive thing about him, is that he killed predators. Mm. Um, So I'm kind of digging the fact that these immortals were like, find the bad guys, kill the bad guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. I liked their, their driving force. I, I liked the characters a lot, and that's kind of why I wish this was a series, so we could get spend, spend equal time between plot and character development mm-hmm. versus what felt like it had to do both at once in a two-hour span. I would have preferred it drawn out. So who knows? Maybe after this I'm going to end up reading the graphic novels. Maybe. Um, who knows? See, okay, for me, I really think that this movie does the little things really well mm-hmm. while working in the plot. Like, giving Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the space for the characters to have little moments that mean a lot. Mm -hmm. It shows you just, like, they've spent an eternity together. Or nearly an eternity together. And and, uh, I think the the best example of show, not tell is in the first, like, five minutes. When Mm. Andy comes back and is handing Booker a book. Booker a book. Ugh. (laughs) And... Like, it's yeah. just casual, too. Just like, oh, got you something. And then they move on and keep going. And then when they get to um, <laughs> Joe and... I was about to call him Luca for some reason. The actor's name. Um, Joe and Nikki. Like, Nikki hands her some baklava. And they immediately start taking bets on if she's gonna guess mm-hmm. what's in it correctly and where it's from correctly. And, like, you see Booker behind her, like, yeah. putting fingers up My favorite for part about that scene is they correct. weren't just throwing down, like dollars and coins they were throwing like big money in right from the get-go because you can tell that's how many times they've done this yeah i also really like that they go Mm -hmm, in mm -hmm. and out of languages a lot in this one Mm. mostly italian 
Um, but like Booker mm-hmm. uses some French when he's checking into the hotel and like, yeah. it just kind of weaves in and out, which I kind of like, um, especially when, uh, Nikki and Joe are talking, like yeah. they'll weave in English and Italian. And I think some of it's like old Italian. Oh, okay. Like old yeah, English, yeah, yeah. but like old Italian. That's cute. Which is probably just dialect. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's so many dialects in Italy. Oh, huh. I mean, makes sense. Um, yeah, so I, I really liked that. Um, I also just love Joe and They Nikki. were really sweet. I really liked them together. I liked them individually. Um, I liked how you could tell. They were, I just, I want to know their history. It was it was very nice. I love that they met in the Crusades and they were fighting on opposite <laughs> sides. And then they were like, I love you. And then they fell in love. I do want to know their like, immortal backstory because a lot of the mechanics of like how their immortality works, I did appreciate that you didn't have to think very hard was one of those things no. that they didn't really know. They didn't get into, like, invincibility. I think that's where a lot of immortal story pitfalls fall in. Of, like, we're infallible because we can't die. Like, no, they get hurt. They are still human beings and vessels or whatever. Just for some reason, they can't die. They will come yeah. back. Um, so I wanted to know... Except they heal. Yeah, they heal pretty, like, fast. In general, they'll heal. And then they also heal faster than others so i wanted to know nikki and joey's story not joey joe joe nikki and joe (laughs) yeah i i just really i think that they're very nice like breath of fresh air kind of situation Mm -hmm. that there wasn't um any romance forced on the the women in this yeah like, it wasn't that Andy was in love with Booker, or Booker was in love with Andy, or Niall had a boyfriend, or someone, you know, like, there was no forced romance on the women in this. And our romance comes from these two beautiful gay yeah, men. who love each other so much. His little speech in the back of the so car. Much. So nice. It came, it came out of nowhere, kind of, but I did love it. Um... I can't talk about that yet. Like, <laughs> we have to talk, we have to talk about that scene, but I can't talk okay, about okay. it yet. Um, no, but like... I just love this movie so much. <laughs> so, here's the thing. When I, like, first started watching the movie, though, like, the first time I saw it, I knew um, I, there was some hype around it mm-hmm. on social media because it was being directed by a, uh, a, a black woman, I'm mm-hmm. sure. Um, and that there was going to be, like, a, it was, like, a black lead was mm-hmm. in it, like, a black female lead was in it. So it was, like, very important on that end for, like, representation. But also I was just excited because I was like, new comic book movie okay cool um so when the movie started and you see copley for the first time Mm. which like this man is from boston (laughs) and they named him copley that's a very like specific on the on the nose (laughs) reference for people who are familiar with this area you you missed it but there was a whole riff about other t-stops this man could have been named after really though he really he really could have been named like Boylston, <laughs> special agent Boylston. Well, any, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't. They felt very on the mm-hmm. nose. Um, it's his last name, but still, like, <laughs> I guess it's kind of comic booky. I guess. I mean, it's. It. I guess it is the kind of the equivalent of finding out that like this is special FBI or CIA agent Bronx from New York. It's kind of what it felt like. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Um. But yeah. So, um, when I first see him. I think, oh, his daughter must be immortal. Hmm. So he's trying to find the immortals 
to be like, what do I do? How do I help my daughter? Mm. Which I know is kind of messed up that I was like, oh, the black people in must this be movie related. Are, must, they must be all related. Know each other. Huh. But like historically in cinema, that's how it goes. That's usually <laughs> the black people are usually related because there's usually not that many black people in mm-hmm, a thing. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, maybe that's what that's like, and I didn't know what niall's character looked like so i kind of assumed maybe like or maybe not the daughter but the wife like whatever picture Mm -hmm. he had i was like oh maybe that's who's gonna be immortal Mm now mm -hmm. um i was pleasantly surprised that i was Mm -hmm. wrong Mm -hmm. i was like ah okay (laughs) and i'm guessing the only rule to being immortal is that you must be a soldier first i that's what i was kind of wondering not gonna lie of like this movie is very convenient in that Nile is a really good, highly trained fighter. Because what would they have done if she was like an influencer? You know? Well no, but Booker died fighting for Napoleon mm. and Nikki and Joe died fighting in the Crusades. Oh, I see it. So there's a pattern. So something whatever cosmic force is granting this upon them, they choose fighters. They choose warriors. Yeah. Mm. And and drum and dramica and dramica? I keep wanting to say Andromeda, and I was like, no, it's Andy. Yeah, but, like, it's short, it's short, for, it's short for, like, Andromeda the Scythian. Yeah, something, yeah. She must have been a fighter before whatever happened, mm-hmm, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's the, the, like, kind of path happening mm-hmm, here mm-hmm. for these people who are becoming immortals. And that's, like, my only guesstimation Fair. of the rules, you know? Maybe it's, I don't, this is gonna, t- potentially this is gonna spin out. Maybe it's the, like... Whatever the deciding factor is, it goes to someone in the grand fight of that time. Because, like, no. I was thinking, like, the Crusades and the Napoleonic Wars were fairly large. But there's also, like, in Niall's time, there's a lot going on. So, like, why her? Anyways, I'm going to throw that theory out. It also feels very random, because why would they... Why would this force uh, bring Nikki and Joe together at the exact same time? Mm -hmm. But... Booker and Nile are two hundred years thousand, apart. Maybe thousands of years passed between Andy and Quinn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, like, it's just a whole thing. Right. I don't know. And that's also um, the, the characters feel the same way. They have no idea what the, why what's happening to them, why is happening to them, how to make it stop. Which is kind of nice because it doesn't feel the need to explain itself. Yeah, it's it's nice when the audience is just as confused as the characters this is happening to. That's a very tough thing to pull off. But there are times whenever a lot of, especially when you get into immortality, when they box themselves. Well, it's kind in. of like the end game thing. Like in end game, they were just like, it's time travel, it's time travel. <laughs> yeah, when they box themselves in with too many rules, and then the second they need to break them, it just feels like everything is falling apart. So I was like, yeah. okay. Ground rules, I get what's happening here. We can move on. So, uh, yeah, that's a nice part of the movie. Niall's friends are awful. I felt so bad. Like, because Niall dies because an enemy combatant or mm-hmm. whatever stabs her in the neck. Right. Or slices her neck open and she bleeds mm-hmm. out. And everyone thinks on her, like, base thinks she's dead. Oh, by the way, worst place to figure out you're immortal. Yeah. The U.S. Army. <laughs> Yeah. Worst place to figure out that you're mm-hmm. immortal. And then all of her friends start freaking out. Mm-hmm. But, like, quietly because they're army strong or whatever. <laughs> um, and they just, like, packed her bags for her. Yeah, so she could get shipped off to whatever the army was going to ship her off to in Europe. Germany. Yeah. To get more tests done on yeah. her so that she can become a lab rat. Mm-hmm. I will... Uh, yeah. Sh- I, like, I can't get over, like, the cruelty of packing the bags. Mm-hmm. 
which just sucks monumentally and then it's immediate immediately a shot of a picture of all of them like like a normal friend photo yeah yeah i thought that was so that just sucks and the thing that got me about that is like i would i too would be freaked out if a friend i thought died or watched die come back miraculously like not even a scar like i'd be freaked out she should not have taken that bandage off yeah Uh but also i think the nurse would have outed her who knows anyways um like, but I don't think I would have turned my back on someone like that. So I was, without any for, sort of context of, like, you know, ye old days, they thought she was, like, possessed or something. So, like, that's why they would have exercised, like, ignored her or whatever. This is, they didn't give any reason. They were just like, nope. <laughs> they just backed up. Just yeah. Like, Oof. Um, but then I think the interesting thing is that, like, when the new immortal comes to be, mm-hmm. um everyone gets dreams about everyone like all the other mortals. that was a really interesting detail that they brought up is like when they're apart they will dream about each other and their experiences and niall has dreams about past immortal experiences well she they all like that first night i think they all dream about yeah. it and then once they're together they stop dreaming yeah and i, I thought like, that was a really interesting detail that it, it's again just like some force pulling them together and then we find out about quinn mm-hmm through Niall and Quinn is that's probably the like saddest that was this this movie is filled with horrifyingly sad moments that was brutal Quinn's story is I I can't I don't even know what to say it's the worst thing you can imagine happening to an immortal person especially also a woman of color like an immortal woman of color yeah basically Andy and Quinn were caught in the witch trials england witch trials in yes and um you know how all of the rules in the witch trials were like well if we drown her and she dies she's innocent right but if she survives she's a witch of course so they just were doing those kinds of tests over and over and over and uh, trying to kill them but obviously not succeeding because they're immortal Mm -hmm. and they were just like it was just proving the fact that they're witches Mm -hmm. Until finally, after God knows how long, um, they were like, let's separate them. Maybe their power is coming from being together. So they put Quinn in an iron coffin and drop it at the bottom of the ocean. Like, not even just, like, some lake Mm -hmm. or something. They, like, sail out far and drop her in the bottom of the ocean and she has been repeatedly drowning for 500 years. That that scene was tough to watch. I don't, like, that is so horrific. Mm-hmm. And, like, honestly, I'm really glad that the movie was, in fact, directed by a woman. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it kind of exemplified the violence that women have faced throughout history mm-hmm. in a way yeah. that but it didn't do it was a hard scene to mm-hmm. watch but it didn't do it in like a jokey hokey way yeah there it was hard to watch i think because the amount of like minimal dialogue that was all showing like you didn't need to explain yeah. what was happening or their motivations like we we understood everything that was happening in that scene and i think like, there's a lot of like gunfights there's a lot of knife fights and you know blood and things like that that is one of the most violent scenes of this movie 
and it was bloodless. Yeah, truly. Mm-hmm. And like this is the the core of Andy's fear of being caught mm-hmm. and protecting her like, own and protecting everyone else. Like that's everyone's like mutual fear is getting caught and then being forced into endless death. Mm-hmm the way Quinn currently is. Right. And so like when they get exposed by Copley, that's why they're so hell bent on finding mm-hmm. him and making sure like he can't expose them to anyone else. Mm-hmm. But Copley's motivate motivation for this movie is that his wife died of um ALS. Yeah. I think. ALS. Um and he believes that these immortals have like Something in their DNA mm-hmm. that could help the world and end suffering. One of those, like... But as we all know... Cool motive, still This murder. kind of stuff is not transferable. Mm-hmm. They've... And it's also... Uh, they've... Booker, I think, was the first one alluded to it, of, like, they've tried. They don't know the source of their immortality, and, like, it's not that they wouldn't give it away or pass it on if they could. It's... They, they can't. They don't know how. They well, want... Yeah. They... I think they've tried, and, yeah, they don't know. Well, that's the that's the other, like, horrifyingly sad part of mm-hmm. this movie, um, is that Niall really wants to talk to her family, but can't. Yeah. And, like, and everyone's telling her not mm-hmm. to. And I think one of the first people to get through to her about that was Booker, because he explained that he had three sons, mm-hmm. and the and when the last one died of cancer... Um, it seemed like he was like trying to beg his dad, like, give me your gift, mm-hmm. share this gift. How did you get it? Like, share this gift with you. And like, obviously Booker couldn't yeah. do that. And the son basically told him like, I hate yeah. you. He turned on him. And you don't love mm-hmm. me. Like, yeah. Which ultimately is probably just a feeling that the son had through like from grief of dying. Yeah. But it's still a hard thing to live with when you're an immortal father. Yeah. Not gonna lie, when he started that story, I thought it was gonna go lighthearted of just like, you know, I just like keep track of my genealogy. And then it just like hard sad. And I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. This is yeah. tragic. I think that's the other thing is that I, there are a lot of points in this movie where I didn't expect what happened to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, I, I was genuinely shocked when we found out that it was Booker who was leading <sighs> Copley. Yeah to their demise when the niles and that's reveal. why booker's the last one there mm-hmm. blown up by the grenade mm-hmm. but he's still there because they're all hiding out in like their hideout in mm-hmm. france basically and it gets attacked mm-hmm. by copley and merrick who is dudley mm-hmm. um who's a like big pharma ceo who thinks he can capitalize yeah. on whatever classic cure. ceo villain classically exactly. and so there's like a huge explosion. Booker is open, and when I saw that, I was like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." Like, that I could handle because it was dark enough that I was like, it wasn't until a few scenes later I was like, "Oh, those are that's a stomach." So that I could handle because we didn't see it happen and they didn't like spend time on it. Yeah, because before we watched this, <laughs> Lily was like, on a scale of like one to Punisher, yeah. how bad is it? And I was like, "It's not bad." And then I forgot about that, and then I was watching it, and I was like, "Yeah." I any anytime a Netflix original movie is rated R, I'm like, nope, not doing it. I but mean, I think was it fine. was a lot of that for the language. Yeah, this movie, uh, like I went through all of Daredevil. I would put it on a scale of Daredevil. But yeah, um, when when the church that they're in, it looks, looks like, like a church. church. 
um, gets attacked, Nikki and Joe get taken. My heart breaks for them. You realize. Because I'm already in love with them at this point. Like, I'm in love with the idea of them, and I just love them, (laughs) and I I love how much they love each Mm -hmm. other. Like, they're just so sweet, and I love Mm -hmm. them. Um, So my heart breaks for them. And Andy's like, "Ah, where are they? Like, gotta find them. And then she goes on a rampage. Yeah, she... One woman rampage. The fight choreography is my favorite part of this movie. Exactly. Like... I, first of all, I love that when these, when these guys, um, go into a fight, they have guns and, like, whatever weapon they had when they died. Like, I I was wondering. they have... That makes sense. I don't know if it's when they but died, but, like... Something I, from their I lifetime. Think it's a relic of, like, their mm-hmm. past, mm-hmm. you know? Of their original life. Because there's no way that Andy would have an axe like that that wasn't from when she, like, died, yeah, you know? Yeah, obviously, because they, they all pulled out really old weapons. You're like, those those are sentimental. <laughs> sentimental and, like, what they have the most experience mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. because of how long they've used it, yeah, you yeah. know? So I like that there's a mix of guns and, like, kind of old-timey weaponry. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly swords and, like, Andy's axe. Yeah. And I love her axe. Mm-hmm. Um, and... So she's got, like, the axe, and she's going, like, crazy, and I, I, it's so good. And this whole scene, she's like, wait for my signal, wait for my signal. And Booker's, like, telling Niall, like, that's not the signal. Yeah, that's just not calm the signal. down, we don't need to pack help your her, things. Like, chill out. And then when the signal finally happens, which is, like, part of the wall exploding in on where, it's, like, Niall and Booker are, she's like, oh, <laughs> that's the signal. Okay. Yeah. And then they move on. And you can see Niall just looking at the utter carnage. Yeah. That has been left over after mm-hmm. Andy. And she's just like, oh my god. Which, like, I thought it was... She just doesn't know how to handle yeah. it. A whole thing about Niall's arc is that, like, she's freaking out, man. This is all new. This is unasked mm-hmm. for. No one can explain to her. Like, obviously, we all sympathize because she's just freaking out. The yeah. other thing I liked about her, and she has this conversation with Andy later, is how, like, yeah, she's a soldier and she's been trained and she knows what she needs to technically do. But seeing her reaction to just, like, dead bodies and the the intense amount of violence that she's had to witness of, like, I thought those were very humanizing. Niall heavily implied to Andy, or it was heavily implied when Niall was talking to Andy, that the guy who killed her Mm -hmm. was the first person she killed. Right. And she says... she didn't know how to live with that, and then seeing all the dead bodies, she's like... How is my life going to be this? Mm-hmm. And I, I really like that touch of the complexity of her character of like, she, I think she even says it's like the army teaches you how to do it, but they don't teach you how to live with it. And then she looking yeah. around and like when she signs up with the other immortals, she's like, this is, I, I don't, this can't be my life. I can't do it. Yeah. You know? But Andy's real good at it. Not saying she doesn't think about it. Like, she's not, like... Well, because she she definitely, like, she's, like, you just have to live with mm-hmm. it. Like, it's just something you carry with yeah. you. Because she is a millennia old warrior. <laughs> so... Yep. I do... I also like that of how, like, everyone's like, how old is she? And it's like, no one knows. Really, she though. Like, know. no one knows. <laughs> like, I don't even know when the Crusades are. Like, I think she's genuinely a thousand years old. Minimum. Because also in the flashbacks, she was first. And then she met Quinn... I don't think she was first. You think the the, the African warrior who I think, died yeah. was first? I, my theory is that the black guy was first. Okay. That would make sense because basically one of the ways they explain of like, how do we die? Like we die is they've experienced, Andy has experienced death. 
happening to an immortal. So that would make sense of he was even older. Also, the first people yeah, came from I think, the continent I think of Africa, it's like so. the oldest goes first when the newest one comes in. Oh, yeah. Like, I think that's probably what happens. Okay. And maybe that there's no, there can only be, like, five at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Andy and Quinn meet up with the, the black guy, and things happen. They're fighting the good fight, and he gets mortally injured, and he stops healing. Yeah, and then Andy and Quinn are, like, freaking out. Because they've never seen it before. I, I know that they said his name, I just don't remember what it yeah. is. He was on screen for, like, a mm-hmm. minute. Yeah, but, like, I don't even know what I was saying there. But, yeah, like, the, the um, the, death is possible, mm-hmm. and in this fight is when Andy gets hurt mm-hmm. and it doesn't heal. It's it's the first showing. Because we already see her, the dramatic immortal reveal. We see them all get, like, shot down. We see them get mowed down by machine guns. And then we, we see, all get back we see the rise. So we had to establish, but that is also the last time she, she can do that. We didn't realize yeah. it, but that is the last time she's going to do that. Yeah, and um, I like the scene when she goes to the pharmacy and just is like, I don't know what to get. Oh. And then the the girl like helps her stitch it up and like clean, or not stitch clean. it but like clean yeah, it up, yeah. which I just think is nice. And it kind of alludes to um, the end of the movie a little mm. bit, where um, Niall sees what Copley has done and like pieced together. And but like the girl at the the drugstore says, um, "I help you today. I help clean you mm-hmm. up today, and you help pick someone up tomorrow." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it kind of alludes to the end of the movie or closer to the end of the movie where Niall sees all the work that Copley has done finding out information about these Mm -hmm. people and how when um, Andy saves someone or any of the immortals save someone, it's like a couple generations later, that per Mm. like the per like directly from the person they saved, like they've saved humanity in an even bigger way. Which I thought was interesting because how... What cosmic for? How does that even work? I guess I can see how it works in storytelling, and it's obviously not like the mor- the immortals know that's what's going to happen whenever they do this thing. But I was just like, what? That was one of the points where the movie a little lost me a little bit because I was just like, how did you? Okay. I think it's just one of those like cosmic mm. things, like paying it forward in to an the universe. Scale. The cosmos is doing this thing mm-hmm. to just you know build it all yeah. up. Um, that makes sense. And it's just, you know, suspend your disbelief. Yeah. I did like that. <laughs> you gotta. Storyline versus the alternative, which is the, like, they were the pulling the strings behind all of these things kind of storyline. Because people will do that with Immortals a lot of just, like, oh, you think I'm the first person who told MLK to, to like, do this. And I hate that storyline. I hate those plots. So I no. liked the hands-off generations later approach versus the, like, it was my idea kind of a thing yeah and i also what i what i like is that the whole movie is andy going like what good have we really done Mm -hmm. and at the end she kind of gets to see like oh this is the good i've Mm -hmm. done yeah because to her everything Uh, that they do even though it's you know they do good deeds it's small (laughs) it's all small scale violent yeah very violent so uh, yeah i i could understand why it would be hard for her to see Mm -hmm. that but anyway, Joe and Nikki are in the van now. Yes. All right, let's go. Um, and I love this scene <laughs> so much because one of the the army dudes is trying to be homophobic and was like, "What is he your boyfriend?" Because he like Joe is trying to like gently wake Nikki. He's up. making sure he's okay. Um, 
Yeah, and he's, like, speaking in Italian, Mm -hmm. although I didn't recognize it as Italian, so I think it might be, like, a dialect or old Italian, Mm. um, because it's not, like, the Italian Mm. I know, um, but he's, like, gently trying to wake him up, and he goes, what is your boyfriend? And then, Joe, my heart, (laughs) he goes on this beautiful speech Mm -hmm. about how... Nikki is more than a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. He is like the sun and stars. <laughs> he is everything. Like that the man that this man could be more than anything you've ever and that his kisses still like make his heart race <laughs> after us a, a millennia. And I was just like <laughs> Like not only do we get this beautiful romantic gay love mm-hmm. in this, we also get one of them openly professing that love to a, in such a beautiful mm-hmm. way and then nikki's like what a romantic and they start breaking <laughs> out and then all of the the men are like they start what do we do out. before they like pull them apart and then when they finally reach their like plane or destination they open the van and everyone all of dead. them are dead these men were handcuffed and still managed to kill everyone in the van yeah that was that was badass and brutal. Without, I, I have to assume without letting the driver even realize it. You yeah, because they made it to the destination. You know, they're just yeah. Huh, my God, I love that. <laughs> they're like be homophobic. Die. Yeah. My favorite moment, and it was such a little one, is at some point I don't know when, but they're both like they're still cuffed and they're getting dragged in front of I think Merrick or something. But they have a moment where they can just like butt heads affectionately of just like you okay i'm okay kind of a moment that was really sweet (laughs) i love them i love them so much Mm. like i want a whole movie of just them yeah i want to see their again i whatever i'll read the graphic novels i kind of wish this is a series because they would be a filler episode you know just like hour and a half series little episode of just what they do when the group is apart so part of me is part of me though is like okay i get why you would want a whole series but I like that it's a movie because I think sometimes when we have too much of it, it like lessens mm, it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like the moments that we get. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I could have a whole movie of the two of them, but I also don't actually want that, you okay. know? Like, yeah. I I love what we have. And yes, I want another movie. Mm-hmm. So I can see the characters like mm-hmm. again and see them interact more. But I want it to be another movie i don't, you want, I don't want a whole a series, series. Oh, okay yeah yeah, yeah yeah like let this be a trilogy i don't think that we need to have so much content mm. about the same few people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every time mm-hmm. you know i think some some things work as a series and i think some things work as movies i think this does work as a movie if you do it right and end the series correctly that's true yeah So that's, like, how I feel about Mm. it. Um, But ultimately, we're kind of at the end of the movie now. Um, We get to Booker's betrayal. I I was hurt. And I I felt bad because um, I I know her name is Andy, but her vibe this whole movie and also the haircut, I keep wanting to call her, like, Trinity (laughs) from The Matrix. (laughs) Anyways. But Andy and Booker also have their own very special friendship and connection, um, and so I felt bad because she was never mad. She was mad. But when she kind of found out his reason, she was more just heartbroken. 
she was yeah. like no book this like because his whole reasoning of just like and when he saw her not healing regret instant yeah. he was he knew he knew he messed up but for me the moment of like whenever he tells her his motivation of just like i figure if they can find a way of like why it happens they can stop it and i was like oh yeah. <laughs> oh mm-hmm. man yeah. Yeah. It's it's just so depressing. And at this point, Niall has decided to leave because she doesn't want to live this life. Andy but lets her go. But what had happened was... And they, they, hmm? and they let her go. They let her live her life, yep. you know? Um, But what had happened was Booker handed Andy mm-hmm. a gun, which was just like a pan yeah. gun. Um, And then Andy handed uh, Niall like a rifle. Yeah. Like a huge automatic a thing. Yep. Um, I don't know guns. <laughs> and then the two of them end up switching because Niall's like, oh, I'm going to leave. So Andy's like, okay, I'll take the big yeah. gun. Um, and then when Niall makes it to her location, she realizes that the gun is empty. So Booker gave Andy an empty gun. Mm-hmm. And that's when she's like, oh, no. That reveal. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. And she immediately turns around, goes back to um, Copley's yeah, house. Copley's house. And, um, figure, you know, like, it gets the ball rolling. Yeah. This is where she figures out, like, all the good that Andy's done, and she's like, okay, gotta go. And she also figured out, like, um, Copley's told her that Andy's not healing anymore. Copley's also so they, instant regret. As soon as he realizes what he's done, he's like, oh, dear God. Well, because it gets brought up again and again. Whenever Copley and Merrick interact, mm-hmm. Merrick is like, mm-hmm. like, he is a caricature of this kind okay, you know what, though? These C- these big pharma CEOs are probably exactly like Merrick. All they see is dollar signs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't see people. They just see dollar yeah. signs. Because then if they saw people, they wouldn't be overcharging for insulin. Or any, yeah. Any other life-saving mm-hmm. drug. Mm-hmm. But I feel like insulin is particularly heinous. I'm sorry. Uh, tangent. Yeah, so whenever they're interacting, you can see that, like, he's... Copley is kind of going like, hey, we didn't, I didn't do this so we can torture these people. Yeah. Like, get your samples, let them go. Mm-hmm. And Merrick is like, no. What if they get into the hands of my competitors? Mm-hmm. Then I don't have the edge on them anymore. And I lose money. Yeah. Which is also the ridiculous thing of like, I feel like if they really thought the, and who knows, maybe they have, the advances of sciences throughout the m- hundreds of centuries that they've lived now, or hundreds of years, they would, like, you know, low-key figure out ways to, like, donate blood. But not like this. They don't, they never want to sign up to be r- lab rats. But the thing is, is that they don't even know what causes it. So they're not so, going to volunteer like, these things. Yeah. yeah. And because of what happened to Quinn, like, admitting what they are to anyone is a risk. Yeah, so they would never... And this is the, yeah. this is the risk, is them getting caught and being eternally mm-hmm. e- experimented yeah. on. Because um, they've seen, so, seen it happen. Yeah, so once again, the fight choreography is amazing. Mm-hmm. And we see Niall basically go through this building by herself. Mm-hmm. Die once, I think. Um, yeah. And But, like, yeah. kill everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um... And then breaks everyone out. And while Andy and Booker are being, like, strapped down, like, they, Andy tells Nikki and Joe what mm-hmm. happened. And Joe the entire time is like, you traitor, you, you rat, you scum, <laughs> you piece of shit. Like, what are you doing? Like, just yeah. off. And then when Booker's like, nah, leave me, leave me. 
um, Niall and Andy are like, nah, get mm-hmm. up, come on. And Joe's like, leave him, he's a piece of <laughs> shit. Like, he's, he's done, he's yeah. done. He's like, no, 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 you traitor. I, that is, um, like, the ultimate betrayal, though. I can't, like, that's never crossed their minds before. I like, I absolutely am with I Joe. felt so bad for him. I understood and I empathized with Booker, but, like, bro. I know. Bro. I know. <sighs> really is disappointing Mm -hmm. um but like the final fight what i love about this is that they're like cover andy and they literally they just like jump in front of bullets like it is kind of great they use their whole bodies (laughs) which i just love so much it's like cover andy and then you just see like joe being like (laughs) like nikki like Mm -hmm. like they're getting, like, right in front of her mm-hmm. and, like, literally physically covering <laughs> I do love, like, definition of well-oiled machine, watching them operate. Yeah. And even Niall, as the new person in, she isn't a fight experience and she's, you know, kind of gotten used to their vibes, at least, that, like, well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, um, the thing, though, is that when... Andy first lost her immortality. I was like, "Oh, she's dead." Same. I totally thought this I movie was going to be her dying. Die in this movie, mm-hmm. and I, I was upset. I was like, "God damn it, <laughs> no!" Like, I didn't want the death sentence, so I was waiting for her big sacrifice moment. Mm-hmm. Like, I was waiting for it to happen, where she was just going to be like, "Take me!" Like, mm-hmm. I was just expecting it to happen, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I. Knew that was going to be useless because she's literally on a team of immortals. Mm-hmm. One of them can die instead. Right. Like, yeah. why is she sacrificing herself? Um, or, like, it was going to be accidental mm-hmm. or whatever. You know, like, I just was waiting mm-hmm. for it. So when it ends up being <laughs> just Andy and Niall and Merrick mm-hmm. with the axe because the Merrick this asshole stole her axe thinks that he can wield andy's axe i'm so sorry no honey. i know the second he picked it up i did love the actor how he was holding it like he he was so bad at holding it i loved that touch yeah <laughs> um but i was like no honey like you can't do mm-hmm. this um and then they they kind of play back on a scene from earlier where andy tricks her by using russian mm-hmm. and then andy just like knocks this yeah. the axe into his neck and then Niall bum rushes him <laughs> out the window. That was so and they dramatic. Fall to their deaths. Mm-hmm. And I also love when I think I think it was Joe who said it. Joe or Nikki, mm-hmm. one of them. Maybe Booker said it, but I feel like it was Joe or Nikki because I like them more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, well, faster than the elevator. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why I must have missed that. I just like they had a lot of like nice little quips. Yeah. I. I was on board with you. I thought Andy was going to die this movie because right before he goes out the window, Merrick gets one shot off, which is why Niall rushes him to, like, block whatever. So I thought, because you see his gun go off. I thought I thought she died. Yeah. I thought that was going to be the, the, like, Mulan-esque reveal of just, like, Andy, you made it. And she's like, reveal that her side was... Anyways, she's fine. She did it. She is fine. And I have never been so happy. Yeah. But the second she survived the movie, I was just like... I bet I know there's another survivor. I think I know where the sequel is going. Yes. <laughs> we'll we'll um. get to the end. Because the, the conclusion with Booker is also heartbreaking for me as well. Yeah. Before we get to the... So basically they end up at a bar, mm-hmm. a pub. And this is... 
I don't think I particularly thought that she like Quinn was coming back when Andy survived, but when I saw the like five hundred years like on the plaque in the pub that they went to, oh. and it was like a, a like a dock yeah. pub, like they were on the water. There, it was like just felt very like homage, mm. and I was like, hmm, where is she? Like yeah. I was expecting it, or like, or like Andy was like, now I'm gonna like do my search again. I'm gonna get back out there and try and find mm. her. You know, like I kind of expected that kind of thing. Um, either like Quinn was gonna come back or not. Mm-hmm. But they end up at this pub, and there's just a whole discussion about what to do with Booker. They had, the, yeah, they got to do it. <laughs> And he knows. And they, yeah, and they end up deciding. Niall is like, just let him apologize. Who cares? <laughs> the new one. The and, rookie. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm sure Joe wanted more time. Mm. But they ultimately decided that a hundred years from the day, mm-hmm. they'll all meet in the same spot. And, like, Booker's punishment will be over, basically. Yeah. Like, his punishment is a hundred years apart from the Exile. Group. That's the word I was looking for earlier. He was exiled. Yes. Yes. And that one hurt. He it did. made sense, because I thought, like, that was a fair punishment for the group to, del- to dole out, because, like, being apart I'm also glad is there, hard. I'm glad that it wasn't, like, no punishment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that is excruciating uh. just enough. But what got me is his goodbye to Andy, because it's the last one. She's not going to be there in a hundred years. And his realization of when that hit, ugh. Because he was like, I'm not going to see you again. Yeah. Which, can you... But she said, have a little faith. Yeah. But can you imagine... And I was like, obviously, Andy's probably going to be like, find me Booker, I'm dying, I hate right. you, find me him, yeah. you know? Um, but also, can you imagine that mentality of being immortal and being surrounded by mortals and then being your best friend being one of the oldest beings on the planet and then that just single pinpoint moment of just like, I'm never going to see you again. This constant, on the face of the earth, I'm not going to see you again. Devastating. But you know, Wild Booker's exiled. Yep. A whole six months. Nothing in a mortal time. It's, it's been a whole six months. Um, barely a dent in that hundred mm-hmm. years. He comes home, and there's someone drinking his scotch. And it pans up, and it's... Quick! The second, the second, they were like... Six months later, I was just like, I know exactly what's happening. <laughs> I mean, because, obviously. like, again, this movie, you're not watching it for the, like, the surprises. The trope and the, the tropes and the stories are fairly predictable. It's the way it's done. Yeah. And I did like this reveal. It was a good reveal. And it's just, like, her with, like, the glass. Mm-hmm. It's like, Booker, glad to finally <laughs> meet you. Because she's been having dreams about these people. Yeah. For the last 500 years. 500 years. That was my other tip off is when Niall had a dream about her. That's when I was like, oh, that means she's still alive. And I think they all were like, oh, she's still alive. Mm. Like, like kind of, I would imagine if I was any of the other immortals, I would hope that she had died. Uh, Yeah, obviously. Right. That's all any of them really want (laughs) is to be released from this mortal coil. But when they like, yeah, but when they hear that she's still alive, it's kind of like a, like, Mm -hmm. no. Yeah. Yeah. Like, she's still suffering. Right. Because they said they've been, you know, they searched. They spent decades searching, you know, this kind of a thing. And also yeah. the way Niall describes Quinn of just, like, she's angry and blah, blah, blah. I, like, not gonna lie, story-wise, it's great that she got introduced. But you know that, like, 
she's not a good guy. <laughs> she's not going to be a protagonist in the next movie. Mm-mm. She's not Mm-mm. on their side yet. She lost her mind five hundred in the past 500 years. Rightfully right? so. So I think that's why I'm really looking forward to, I hope this gets a sequel, because I want to see that dynamic of just like, the love of Andy's life is not who she was 500 years ago because she went through some horrible things. Mm-hmm. And I think that'll be really interesting to see. What I think is interesting, though, is that when they cast this actress, she was like, I want to bring, like, my Vietnamese heritage to this character. Mm. So, the originally, the character is Japanese. Oh. And they were, and, um, they were like, hey, okay, we're going to change the character to a Vietnamese character. So they gave her a Vietnamese name. Mm. Um, and now the character is Vietnamese because like the director and like I guess Charlize Theron and must be a producer on everything she ever does because they asked Charlize Theron as well Bro, if I were um, Charlize Theron yeah I would produce it I would be a lead producer on everything I was in too yeah so uh they were like talking about it and they're like yeah this sounds great like we're gonna immediately change this character to a Vietnamese character mm-hmm. which is also just great in general because um Asian people constantly play like other Asian people yeah. you know like Chinese people play Japanese people, and Japanese people play Thai people, yeah. and it's like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. There, I know, this is a, another huge thing in discourse of just, like, for a lot of actors, if it's, like, a, a small role or, like, a side role, they don't really care of just, like, whatever, I just needed a job, but we've finally gotten to the state of just, like, we can be a little bit more picky. We don't, we don't, you need to be aware of your privilege as an East Asian person taking on these roles. And you also need to be aware of just like what it would mean for a Southeast Asian person to get to play a Vietnamese character, like a Vietnamese person to play the Vietnamese character, you know? Which is, I think, why they were so on board with like changing the character from Japanese to Vietnamese. Because, I mean, I'm not familiar with the character at all, but in this context, the being Japanese isn't like the main thing at the moment like that's not from what we know about this character they could change it to be reflective of the actor (laughs) without losing story but generally i love this movie Mm. i definitely say watch it because i think it's incredible and i think it's just so fun (laughs) and i love it i really like this movie and i do say watch it so it's not at no point do i knock it yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh. <laughs> but I, I would say um, that, like, I'm going to check out... I'm no, Who knows if I'm going to actually sit down and read through them, but I am going to, like, at least look up the graphic novels. I think having that as a starting place at least made a difference for me. Like, knowing it was a graphic novel series made a difference. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I would give this movie a 10 out of 10. So... Maybe, like, 11 out of 10. I just love it. I just love it so much. And, like, I think a lot of my love comes from the characters themselves Mm. more so than the plot of anything. Mm -hmm. But I just, I think, overall, I love the characters and I love everyone who's a part Mm. of it. Um, But, yeah, with that, we'll be with you till the end of the line. You can follow me on Twitter at the Sabrina Pet. You can follow Lily at Lily underscore Rugo. You can follow the podcast at EM Fangirls. And you can check out our website, earthsmightiestfangirls.com. And you can send us an email at emfangirls at gmail.com. And, like, I don't know, what did you think about the old guard? Mm. Like, did you love it? Did you hate it? Did you kind of like it but not really <laughs> like it? I don't know. Just let me know because I love this movie and I want to know. Um, 
And uh, please, 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 please rate us and review us on Apple Podcasts. It will really help the podcast if you like leave us a review and rate us there. And like we're also on Spotify and Stitcher and all those other places. Mm-hmm. Thank you to Dexter Britton for letting us use their song Wonderland. And thanks to us for editing and producing. 